Uh, good afternoon and welcome to Wanda's Picks. We uh, have been doing a series of virtual interviews and it's been kind of fun. It's like being on TV. Uh, and uh, so we have, we have a, quite a few platforms that we're able to broadcast on because we're doing these virtual um, uh, interviews. So we had this really great conversation uh, last week um, with uh, director, well, with the director, Tanika Baptiste, and um, and the uh, actor, uh, Carla uh, Banu de Jesus, about a really wonderful uh, production, um, Theater Anastra's production, How Black Mothers Say I Love You. And this is uh, by playwright Trey Anthony, and again, directed by Tanika Baptiste. And it's up. If you caught the previews, it was up March 17th, and it continues through April 3rd. And uh, so I played the uh, the visual interview uh, on Wanda's Picks, uh, facebook.com forward slash Wanda's Picks. And now for the podcast, folks, I am going to play the audio. So it was a really wonderful conversation. Oh, my goodness. It's much more than you would ever be able to expect Except here, you know, at Wanda Sticks. So without further ado, here is this wonderful interview with, again, um, Tanika Baptiste and Carla uh, Benu de Jesus, uh, speaking about Theater Rhinoceros' production of How Black Mothers Say I Love You, um, again, um, written by Trey Anthony. Enjoy. Okay. All righty. So, gosh, so excited. We have in the studio Claudette Banu de Jesus, who is portraying Daphne in Theater Rhinoceros' um, production, live and in person, How Black Mothers Say I Love You, written by Trey Anthony. And we have also in the studio Tanika Baptiste, who is the director extraordinaire. Oh, so exciting. So, um we're going to read their bios, and then we're going to talk about what is this play, which has such a provocative title. How mm-hmm. Black Mothers Say I Love You. You know, you thought, like, I thought, you know, mothers. It's easy for mothers to say I love you, but Black Mothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, uh, Tanika Baptiste, director is honored to once again collaborate with Theater Rhinoceros on her fourth directorial role. She was named in San Francisco Broadway World as a person to watch female 2020. Uh, Tanika is originally from San Diego, California, has worked as a director, producer, actor, playwright, and vocalist in both the San Francisco Bay Area and San Diego. Her most recent Bay Area credits include Passover, assistant director, uh, assistant uh, assistant stage manager, fight captain at the Marin Theater Company, which we were just talking about before mm-hmm. we started recording. Um, at the wake of a dead drag queen, awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the review or how to eat your opposition, and both of these were at Theater Rhino, and Rachel uh, at SBMT. Uh, SBMT. Oh, South Bay Musical Theater. Thank you. Um, and your San Diego credits are Clybourne Park, uh, Character Physics, uh, The Destroyers, Old Globe Theater, Powers, New Voices Festival, and a whole lot of others. 
And you're performed <laughs> and or directed with the Marin Theater Company, La Jolla Playhouse, San Diego Rep, Berkeley Repertory Theater's Ground Floor, Marin Shakespeare Company, the Old Globe American Conservatory Theater, the Rain Hansberry Theater, and the Visionary Theater. The Visionary Theater, what an interesting... The Versionary. Oh, the Versionary. It's down in San Diego. It's actually the third oldest LGBTQIA plus theater in the country. Yeah. Really? And it's so interesting because it's right down the street from my um, elementary school. I went there from kindergarten to sixth grade. So, it was just, yeah. I was supposed to be gay. No. <laughs> oh, well, and, and that's so interesting, though, that, um, you know, that uh, the Versionary, um, is that the Versionary? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Theater is, you said, is the third oldest, and, and, and Theater Rhinoceros is the first oldest. Is yeah. The- Oldest, like so. That's kind of interesting. Is this the reason why you were attracted to uh, directing uh, here at Theater Rhinoceros? Because you know you're going from the third to the first, and the, I don't know <laughs> what the second one is. <laughs> you know, it's just the queer. I am a queer person, and it's part of my identity. And I think the queer community has always been a little bit more um, open to Black women, you know, um, as opposed to the mainstream society. Um, I feel like I take up, I'm a, I can take up space in these in these communities. So, um, and they tell the stories that I want to tell. So that's that's mainly what it is. Theater Rhino just opened the door for a black woman to direct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad they did. You know, mm-hmm. see more of you. And then uh, Ms. Carla that uh, new De Jesus De Jesus is portraying the role of Daphne. She's the mom. That we're going to be hearing about in a minute. <laughs> uh, Carla is a bi coastal performer extraordinaire whose okay. talents and gifts include, but are not limited to, actor, spoken word artist, poet, choreographer, director, creative producer, and teaching artist. Whoa, both you women do everything. <laughs> You're like, yeah, wow, wow, that's great. Carla was most recently awarded San Diego Broadway World's. As a performer and a streaming play in 2020 uh, for production presented by Trinity Theater, which was also voted best streaming play 2020. Um, what play was that? It was Fires in the Mirror. I played 26 different characters. I, um, it was written by Anna Devere Smith yeah. uh, in response to what well, it was just, it's a series, it's a, it's a, I don't even know if it's a play because, um, she uh, wrote, she took, she gathered a bunch of uh, interviews from when mm-hmm. uh, uh, two, one, two young kids were killed in, the, the city is escaping me right now. Um, Crown Heights, Crown Heights, Brooklyn. Crown Heights, Crown Heights, yeah. Crown Heights, Crown Heights. And a rabbi had run over two little black kids. Mm-hmm. So, and it caused huge uproar and, you know, there were riots, another, and then another, a Jewish man was killed. So it, I, I, she interviewed the Jewish community, the black community, um, some of, um, some people that were from the islands that lived in that community, mm-hmm. you know, and I, the leaders that were in that community, black, like Al Sharpton was one of my characters, mm-hmm. one of my characters, Angela mm-hmm. Davis. So, yeah, I did, that was very fun to be able to be, have a multiple personality and it not be a disorder. So it was very fun to, to do that. It was powerful though, too, because it was true. It wasn't. It was real. So it was. These were all real people. Like mm-hmm. nobody was made. 
So, yeah, that was interesting. Carla was amazing in that. She was, like, brilliant. She costumed herself. Um, She really became each and everybody she played, men, women, different races, different ages. Um, I mean, I feel like we we got a whole, like, full scope of just, like, her artistry in that. Um, yeah, yeah, and I noticed that both of you all are from San Diego. Did you know each other before? No, I'm I'm not actually from San Diego, so oh. I make sure I put by from the Bay. I'm from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. I was born in uh, Columbus, Ohio, though, but I'm from the Bay Area. I went to high school here. Um, I was I did my first theater here, Black Rep- Repertory Theater. So I'm from here. Oh. Um, okay. Woo-hoo, oh. Bay Area. <laughs> what, what high school did you go I'm to? I'm from the Bay. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you are. You know, we we represent yes. here. Yeah. Yes, yes. So yeah, I'm from here, but I, we met we met uh, um, six years ago in a, a film acting film class, and mm-hmm. uh, it was so cool because Tanika, like I'm like. Uh, um, Vertically challenged. Tanika so, was across from me, and her whole presence. I was like, I'm going to be her friend. I, I, I felt like I was in like the sixth grade. Tanika and I have a whole huge. We have a we have generational age difference. However, we clicked like it was no. It was like kismet. I mean, like kindred, you know. And I I mm-hmm. looked at her and I was like, who looking? I'm gonna be her friend. We're gonna be friends, and we were, and then we just clicked, and that's been that way since 2016. And we just mm-hmm. been doing stuff. Nice, nice, yeah. Um, what high school did you go to? I went to Fremont first because I was hard headed, and then my I I went to Skyline and graduated from Skyline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> my parents like I'm not gonna get in that school, and it's like okay, go to Fremont then. Yeah, and um, so that was a while ago. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> did you did you um, were you were you both acting? You know, as young young younger people, like you know, when you were in elementary, middle, or high school, because um, Skyline is known for its theater program as well as other um, performance arts. And um, I don't know, Tanika, if. Um, if your school was known or schools were known for any of these performance arts, but did you mm-hmm. also get, you know, like, ooh, I really like this, you know, wanting to be in theater arts or performance arts when you were kids, when you were younger? Um, I have my first – oh, go ahead, Carla, go ahead. Um, my uh, – fame came on television, I knew I wanted to perform. <laughs> I saw that and I was like – but I didn't know – what that looked like, you know. I I didn't come from that. Come from a performance like family or anything. I just knew that I wanted to do that. I wanted to be Debbie Allen. I wanted to be the kids. I wanted to be. I wanted to do all of it. But that was in Ohio when we moved here. Um, Fremont was known for their dance department, which I just so happened to was blessed with that, and I started with dance. Skyline. Uh, is very well known for that, but they're known for musicals. And mm-hmm. yeah, I did. Only thing I wasn't given was that I don't. 
So that's what they did a lot. And a lot of their musicals were not um, colorblind cast at all. Mm-hmm. So I I did not, when I came to San Diego and seen all those performing arts schools, like one of our friends, Tamara Page, is one of the teachers at the performing arts school. And then, I know Tanika, and all, when I seen all these people, like, that oh, was so cool you guys had that. You know, Skyline had it, but it, for me at that time, it wasn't open to me, mm. you know. So I would have done that. I would have done theater. I, I would have been in theater. I would have done and dance. I would have done it all. But I didn't really get into theater until after I was um, – I, I did dance. I was a professional dancer um, with this hip-hop guy that's from the Bay Area. Um, and i a professional choreographer for him and – you know, got out of that, and then I discovered stage, like, literally by accident. I went to Black Repertory Group Theater. My friends were like, go, Dan, go, 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 go try out, go try out. And I did. I wrote this little monologue, and I went to try out, and I ended up getting a, my first lead role as a mother. I was only 24 years old, mm-hmm. and I was six, and I was playing a woman who was 48. <laughs> she had age, like, uh, 20 years in the play. Um, it was my first role, and from then I was like, "This is really cool," you know. But I stepped. Uh, I didn't. I, I I stayed for a little while in it, but then I have I have daughters, so it kind of took precedence over over that. So, but I didn't have it in high school. Had I, I don't know where I would be right now. But I did have dance. But um, mm-hmm. I was blessed again being surrounded by people who did have it, which I think is like my extra schooling of it, you know, because say, I, you know, I don't have an MFA, but I'm an artist, but, you know, I say, uh, I, I, having people like Tanika and other people in San Diego around me who have been around it is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Oh, wow. So, um, at Black Rep, you know, wonderful uh, organization, you know, uh, Dr., um, you know, Mona Vaughn and Sean and, uh mm-hmm. Just, I mean, they are really community, and you know their mom, you know, who started. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yes. I, I remember the Alcatraz, the theater on Alcatraz with the pole in the middle. Wow! And you were yes. like, kind of like see around, or like you try to, you want to get there on time so you don't sit behind. The <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got that beautiful location. Um, you know. Um, uh, further up the street by the Ash by the uh, Ashby Fleet Ashby Bar mm-hmm. Station, right the corner of Edmond. I yeah, lived there. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, what was your what was the play? What was your uh, that you you know you were the mom that at twenty six at the age uh, twenty years. Uh, you know Theodore Ward's play Big White Fog. He wrote a play called The Big White Fog. It, mm-hmm. He wrote it in in response response to Marcus Garvey trying to get everybody to go back to Africa uh-huh. uh, back in the 50s, maybe, I think it was. So that's what it was about. It was about that, my, the husband that I was married. We had a fa- it was a It was a beautiful black story that you don't even, it's unfortunate you don't see those types of plays as simple as they are being produced. Because mm-hmm. it was a simple play. It had a kind of radicalness behind it because of the whole Marcus Garvey uh, connection. But it was also about family, you know. So, and and it, like I had kids, I had a sister-in-law, I had a, you know, it was really a beautiful play, beautiful, beautiful play. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work mm-hmm. from a first play. Mm-hmm. That's why when 
I kind of have sympathy for folks when they got a whole lot, a lot, a lot of words. Mm. <laughs> I, yeah, that's, and the black repertory, you know, I think the, it can be unforgiving. Mm. You know, you're rustling and why you're all here, this, and you're not getting your lines right. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, hey, um, that was a beautiful place. And I was so very fortunate to meet, um, the founder, like I, when she was in her, you know, final years, I was. Oh, Miss she Nora saw Bond, huh? Like, Whoa! It was amazing. It was. It was. I can't even. She saw my two of the plays that I was in. One was a serious one, and one was the comedy Little Ham by Lance Hughes. Oh, it Han was awesome. Wow! Nice. Oh, what history! Oh my goodness! This is so lovely. Wow! Because huh. a lot of people, you know. They they didn't get a chance to meet uh, Ms. Bond, you know? Mm-hmm, I sure did. And because Paula Martin used to push her in her wheelchair, and mm-hmm. she would come after we would finish our plays, and she would sit. You know how the black rep has that little space right there in the um, in between the two sections? Yes. Mm-hmm. She would, uh, the, the, it's the, it's the, um, the disabled part where she would come, Paula would roll her up there, and she would come, we would all come to her and talk to her, you know, see, after the play. It was the most, it was, yeah, that was, that's amazing that, you know, to have that, that community theater, which is why I still love to do All Things Black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love it. <laughs> all Things Black. Mm. You don't hear that often. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's beautiful. And uh, Miss Tanika, what about you? Um, My first great teacher, um, and she was also my third grade teacher, she would take us to Balboa Park uh, in San Diego, and we would go see uh, the children's theater there. So I, that was my first introduction to theater, and it was a bunch of little white kids, of course, (laughs) and I was just thinking, like, I could do that, because, you know, my mom is a singer, my grandfather was signed to RCA, who's a gospel recording artist, so I was always singing, but uh, I was watching them sing and act, and I was like, I could do that. Um, and But fourth grade, I started writing this play. My mom bought a word processor, and I started writing this play. And I, I wow. was directing then, and I was I was casting my friends. I had, like, one of the characters was, like, a tree, a bird, a bush, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, But I loved typing on that word processor. I just, I loved it. Um, I've always been performing I've always been the kid that signed myself up for talent shows I loved um, being in rehearsal for that like I just always was every year I tried to make sure I did something with my talent because I was a very shy kid but when it came to like singing I was never shy I was I would force myself to do it even if I was scared and you know public speaking the same thing I remember there was a time I was like shaking because I was so scared but I knew I had to do it and I think that my teachers, they had, they would have me um, in middle school do, like, uh, the announcements, help me with, like, my, my stage fright. So, um, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I've always been performing, and um, I got serious about theater. I, my junior year of college, we, we had two upperclassmen, graduate students. They were our, our mentors, our advisors, and they were directing us in For Color Girls. Mm-hmm. And they kind of both just got lazy, and they just stopped showing up. 
So I was one of the upperclassmen. So I just I just took over. I just started directing us. And that show was, I mean, for what it was, it was amazing. Um, but that's when I realized I was Lady in Green, and I loved her. Oh, my God, I loved her monologue. I loved love. And there's something about when you do a role, like, you just, it's, like, you, it just takes over you, and you just get power from it. So I think that's always been my draw to theater. It's like every time I do a role, that character strengthens me, gives me something to come out into this world um, and feel empowered because it's really hard being a black woman. Everybody's trying to tell you what's, what and how to be and what you can do. They, they try to dream for you. They don't let you dream. And if you dream too big, they try to tell you, no, that, you can't do that. that you're not allowed to. So I've always, I've always had tension in my life because it's like, I want to go to Mars. Why can't I go to Mars? You know, all, all of us, we are so, and I, I get so <laughs> frustrated because black women literally built everything. Like we are responsible for all of this, all of this. And I just, the disrespect that I think we go through, um, it's just, it's appalling, you know? So I always try mm-hmm. to do, I think my thing with theater now, I'm very, like, um, picky about what I participate in. Um, a yep. lot of the things, they, when, I was doing, when I was acting more so, everybody wanted me to shout to the rooftop, scream, be in so much despair, be in so much agony. I played Effie and Dreamgirls. Like, that is literally, like, what, that's what they want black girls to do. But let me that. say. And so I'm like, I'm more than that. I'm, I'm more than yeah, and so um, now it's just like you know I I the the social justice things that were happening um, through the pandemic I I can be on Facebook type a good old status and read white supremacy for filth or I can go do some shows that are speaking to what is happening so a lot of things that I do are black centered intentionally um, because I'm like I have to get out this pain I got to get out this this all yes. these feelings that I'm feeling, and I know I I know there are many people that feel similar, but I know you. That was a question asking me how I got involved with theater, but this that's how I, that's how I got involved, and that's how I stay involved. People ask me to do yes. stuff all the time, and I'm like, no, and they're like, why yes. not? And, I, and I'm like, only thing you need to know is no. I turned down a lead that's role. It. I turned down a lead role because I'm like this. It was in conflict with this show, and I'm like, this show is way more important to me and they didn't want to work with my schedule and I'm the le- I'm literally it's named after that character I'm like you know what <laughs> no <laughs> no so um and I feel good because before when you're acting you, you feel like sometimes you have to take everything mm-hmm. because you don't want to get a bad reputation but mm-hmm. they'll be making a bunch of money off of you and you'll get your little stipend and you'll be stressed and tired and no do things that speak to you do things that are um, helping you get through, you know, helping you get through. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Carla, it seemed like you wanted to say something besides amen. Did you want to say something? Let me share something, too, about as our lives have intertwined and circled so much, Wanda, it's, it's, it's pretty, when I said kindred, it is it is it is that intense. It is um um I I really think that had we been born in a different time, um 
we would have probably been doing the same things. And I say that to say that we, we are uh, we're both Libras. <laughs> Tanika's uh, same year my eldest daughter is. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we also have, a, for Color Girls, became something that we were able to do together. It was mm-hmm. also something that we actions to in the past. You know, I always said that I wanted to do it. I spoke it. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. And um, even before Indosaki passed in um, 2018, I said it. And then Tanika was like, let's do it. Like, and it was like, what? We going, what? And we did it. And it was, I still get, and it was a staged reading. Mm-hmm. But I was, yeah, that was actually one of my, um, Tanika produced. It and um, and she was up here in the Bay Area just kicking butt, um, and I uh, directed it. And I, like I said, I'm a choreographer, but I, I was like, this can't be that different, you know. And I, I was not, I didn't, I didn't make it a secret that this was my first time. Like I, I directed children, mm-hmm. you know, but that's because I'm a teacher. But they're so different. They, I don't care how bad they are. Kids love acting. So that's really how you get them in. You know, you don't have to worry about bad behavior like a lot. You use that. But with adults, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to do this. And then a lot of, you know, a lot of, like I said, a lot of the people that I directed in that, you know, had gone to school, had some had gone to London. Some had, you know, I mean, I was, I was in, you know, I was like, you know, <laughs> in some company. And Tanika was so awesome because, you know, she's like the biggest inspiration. Like to be her tender age that she is, she's a huge inspiration. Like to mm-hmm. black women to, to, of all ages. Like she's she's like a Carla. like that right back sister. at you, girl. Same. I'm. I take it. You know, we both have sisters. We. You know, she. You know, but this goes beyond that. You know, that's why we call her. We have another. Like I said, Tamara. Uh, I call her the conductress. All we just just clicked into something that goes beyond sisterhood. That goes beyond sisters, and and it's a creative thing that we've been doing. Like it's a, and it ain't it, it ain't, and I'm saying it ain't on purpose. It ain't even reached its its um, boiling point yet. We still simmering, and already what we've done. So my with with. Tanika and then off like I almost didn't wasn't able to do this like I I was like okay well here because you know I live in San Diego you know I have a whole fam I have a whole wife and a whole puppy that's probably like a little bit in distress because I'm gone she's having me all the time and my my you know in San Diego my daughter's here and other daughters in Vegas but we almost didn't get to do it but I universe was like uh uh-uh. uh. Y'all, when have I ever not let you do right. what y'all gonna do? Not right. ever. Have I, we had fires in the mirror? How many weeks did we get for that? And I, I said weeks. Weeks. <laughs> they were like, Can you do this? And we have to do it by here. What? Wait, right. what? Wait. Oh okay. All righty. And you <laughs> see what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> I got magic. For real, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was something. So, uh, uh, yeah, all right, Mike. This is something that will be 
Like, I don't, sometimes people say it's hard when black women work together and, like, we that we can get, you know, snippy with each other and, you know, not honor each other, you know, and, and I'm not saying I haven't seen that happen. Mm-hmm. I just don't allow, I've been working with black women for a long time. I, I, I was thankful to study under Deborah, Deborah Vaughn, who's the, um, excuse me, um, the artistic director of, 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 of Dimension Dance yeah. Theater. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So I was able to, I, I studied under her. Mm. So her, her, her calm, her reserve, her, her revere of how a black woman should be is who I model. I, I modeled myself after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where I didn't get what I needed from when in, in a home that was unfortunately sometimes inadequate. Um, yeah. I reached out, you know, and which is look at the universe. Okay, bring to this play. It's I keep telling you because we like this play is like 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 life, like for real. It is the thing. Life imitates art. Art imitates life. And us doing it is on purpose. So yeah, we have a um, yeah. I, when I say amen to her, and I, it's like it's a real thing. You know, we. And it's not, it's all genuine, too. It's like, yeah. it is possible to have these types of relationships and be honest. Like, we're honest with, with each other. Like, we're totally, whether it's something we don't want to hear or whatever, we're totally honest with each other. And yeah. it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And if, if we could fill it yeah. everywhere. Um, so, yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about this play um, and tell our audience about you know uh, Trey Anthony, uh, the playwright, and this work, um, how Black Mothers Say I Love You, and I believe there are um, uh, how many more uh, actors in uh, the play? Two others: Elizabeth Jones and Monique Gaskin, Hightower Gaskin. Right. Yeah. 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 So you all it's- go back and forth talking about. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the playwright and the play, and and what is this play about? So, um, I'll I'll chime in real quick. Um, yeah. So, how Black Mothers Say I Love You is based upon a Jamaican family who immigrated to uh, first Canada and then uh, to uh, Brooklyn, New York, which uh, a lot of uh, Caribbean immigrants do. Um, if you go to the East Coast. Uh, you'll see Trinidadians, Trinidadians, Jamaicans, um, and they they just made their way there. My grandmother actually did that. Uh, she immigrated from Trinidad to Hartford, Connecticut. Um, so, you know, they're, the two older daughters, uh, Claudette, is she's got some trauma from her their mother leaving. Daphne, Carlos' character, she left for six years. And when she came uh, to eventually in New York, um, she got remarried and she had another daughter. And that young daughter ended up dying um, from her uh, problems with her sickle cell anemia. But Daphne doted on the baby girl because she was sickly. So when she sent, she last saw her older two daughters when they were like five and seven. And then she got them six years later, so they're like teenagers. And Claudette is just really not able to get over the fact that their mother left them. She thinks she left because she wanted to abandon them and have a better life, not understanding that she left to provide the better life. Because when they were living in Jamaica, 
they were living in a, a two-room house with 10 people, and a, a father who was an alcoholic and a mother who was being abused by the father. So she had she had uh, Claudette as a teenager, and then two years later had her second daughter, Valerie. Um, so she didn't want that life for her daughters. So it's just getting them both. And also Claudette is part of the queer community, and Daphne is basically a homophobe. <laughs> Um, so it's just getting the woman to accept and love each other and forgive, you know, um, Valerie, also the other daughter, she is kind of like, she, She's been the one that's been Daphne's um, main caretaker, but it's it's wearing on her because, you know, her marriage is basically falling apart. She's had, a, you know, um, troubles conceiving a child. She thinks having a baby will help things be better, which never does. Um, but, and also, you know, just the, the her taking care of her mother is just it's taxing on her. And then her sister comes because Daphne is basically also – um, Daphne has cancer, so she's coming to basically um, see her mother. Like you know, they they think she's gonna die pretty soon because she's not doing the treatment because it's making her hair fall out, it's making her sick. So this this play touches on a lot of things that affect our community. Yes, the relationships between mothers and daughters, but also our our own health and the lack thereof. The reason why a mom would have to work two or three jobs just to provide ends meet. Black women are always, the, you know, mostly uh, head in the single parent black household. So, you know, it's Claudette is kind of viewing her mother from her six, her five, seven year old self, because that it, and that inner child is still hurting and wanting for her mother, and not able to understand like why difficult decisions needed to be made. Um, and then we have our baby girl who is. Um, like I said, she died of six anemia, but she's in the play, so she's a ghost. <laughs> she's a ghost. Oh, she has, she, she's actually, there's a, there's a actor playing the ghost? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. Nice. When, she, when she comes into the scene, she shifts the atmosphere, literally. She shifts oh, the atmosphere. Nice. And, you know, the, all the people, the family members can sense her. Sometimes there are moments that they may see her. But I love this play because, you know, within the Caribbean, African, Black, uh, African diaspora, we do acknowledge the the spiritual realm. And so that's one thing I really love about this is that how our ancestors are still walking amongst us, helping us, whispering, you know, things to us, trying to trying to protect and guide us. And sometimes mm-hmm. they, they may be stuck, you know. Maybe they have something to do to help the family get through. So, um but that's that's the play in a nutshell. Um, every time mm. we go, every time we get to the final scene, everybody is crying mm. because it's just it's just beautiful to watch um, the two women, Claudette and Daphne, just just really like love each other, like you know. Yeah. yeah. Is um is Chloe the um uh the ghost girl? Yeah. Yes. That's Monique uh, Hightower Gaskin, and then yeah, Kelda Muzik is um, mm-hmm. Valerie. Is Valerie, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I know I know Kelda Muzik's work. Yeah. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's what a great cast. So, um, 
Wow, and, and you have Caribbean um, ancestry as well, Tanika. That's pretty yeah. yeah, I was thinking about um, earlier in the conversation, I was thinking about when you were talking about roles that you can say that you've said no to. I was thinking about um, our ancestor, uh, Cicely uh, Tyson, mm-hmm. and her book, Just As I Am. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I heard her autobiography, which is so wonderful. But, you know, I didn't even know that she was uh, first generation born here, that her mm-hmm. parents are Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and she was working so many jobs um, yeah. to support her her daughter. And she sent her daughter to boarding school because she wanted her to have a really good life. Yeah. And her daughter wanted to be with her. <laughs> right. And, yeah. And and so when she was, you know, starting her modeling and then acting career, you know, she wouldn't be available to her daughter because first she had her mother taking care of her, but her mother, I guess, was tired and wasn't disciplining, you know, like taking care of her daughter the way she had been taking care of, you know, like mm-hmm. girl was out playing in the street at ten o'clock at night, and she's like, elementary school, like, right, um, So then, so then it's like, okay, well, you can't take care of her anymore. And so then she found a school that was a nice school, um, but it wasn't like being at home with mama. Right. And and so you know, I sort of see, you know, how this could play out. You know, this was real, and this it still it happened. So, yeah. You know, oh yeah. Yeah, like you know, oh, the yeah. mother wanting better for her daughters, and and what happened in um, um, in uh, Cicely Tyson's life is that when her mother, like her mother, with you know, came to New York, she could never go back home. They couldn't afford it, but she would send money mm-hmm. to the family. She saved. But she worked like all kinds of jobs, you know. She cleaned people's houses, yep. side gigs, and yeah, just that whole immigrant thing. And people don't think about black people as immigrants. They don't. I mean, our ancestors were enslaved, but then come to America, we the immigrant thing that happens with other immigrant communities, they talk about the hard work ethic and, right. and the saving. But right. don't talk about black people. I mean. My family, they, they're the women, they they gave me my blueprint on top of my mother as well. But they came here literally with nothing and just took took off, took it. And the opportunity that they had, because they understood, like, okay, we're here in America, so we have to give it all we got. And they're all super successful, super powerful, educated, um, very family-oriented. They never left Hartford. They stayed there. I mean, they'll go. They they take trips all the time, but they really work together. They they bought a they bought a house together, and then from that family house that we have, they were able to buy houses. Um, and my cousin, my who's um, five years older than me, she's like a, she's a real estate agent. She's a firefighter. Uh, she's she's just like a boss. She's a she, but she also had a baby at eighteen, right at the end of high school. But my family was there to support her, and a lot of families. It's like that is missing, I think, within our community, just learning to trust and work together because we see these other communities do it. But I got to actually see my family do it, um, that side of my family do it. And I'm like, wow, it works. We we can really do this. My dad, is he he had two retirements. And his, he retired before he was 58. He just retired, and he just turned 58. Two, he um retired from military and retired from um, electrical engineering jobs in Texas, but just that hard work, but that fam, like 
family, leaning into the family, bringing the resources to the family. We have to support and love each other. That's how we make it. Yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. big. If, in the theater, black theater community, I'm like, uh, we got to show up for each other because that's all I know. That's, that's how I know make success. Not just, yeah. oh, you know, turn my back. We doing this over here. We doing this over there. We can do that, but we got to make sure that we, uh, we come together and we go mm-hmm. for everybody, not just, you know, yeah. the folks that we like and kiki with no we all black we all in this bay area let's be let's be family of course we're going to have disagreements of course we're not going to agree with everything but we got to make sure that we um that we love each other that we that we that we hold each other down yeah mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, yeah thank great. you for speaking on the, the black immigrants because they are completely like ignored in that conversation because <laughs> right. they know they come over here and they they want it. They really want to work hard. So you, black excellence is never going to be like, you know, <laughs> celebrated like that. Yeah, yeah. And that also speaks to, um, you know, our different um, histories. Mm-hmm. Like if if America, the United States now, is all you know, you know, people of African descent, you know, we weren't citizens. We have had a whole nother experience than folks yeah. that, you know, I mean, you know, like there was slavery and there was colonialism, but yeah. but, yeah. but people had land, they had black yeah. spaces, they, yeah. had, they yeah. had, you know, like white folks were not integrating their churches, they weren't singing their songs, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was like a way to sort of, sort of like concentrate, you know, the goodness, yeah. you know, the medicine. So that yeah. when people traveled, they had they had what they needed, like the herbal, you know, like like the stuff. Yeah, the oil. It was a spiritual thing. Like it was like deep, right. deep stuff. And so you know, you show up wherever you show up, and like, yeah, I'm just as good as you. Yeah. You know, like like it wasn't it wasn't that. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm sure the colorism comes in, but you know, those black folks were coming. Like Marcus Garvey was just a type. He was an archetype. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you think about you think about Kwame Ture. You know, same energy. You know, the Nana, the Maroon. You know, Nana. You know, the Queen of the Maroons. You know, that energy, Brooklyn. You know, Mom Fatiman. That energy, like, traveled with folks that were coming from outside in. Right. Mm -hmm. Say to to Mm -hmm. like work together. And to build together and to support each other right. and help each other even yeah. when there's difference. Yeah. yeah, that's something that, you know, people of African descent that grew up in the United States had to have to cultivate. Because mm-hmm. we want to be American. We want to be like these other people, and it doesn't work for us. Because Their other people are than not ours. Us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so this, this play, I mean, like, I guess... You know, it was it was a no brainer? Like, oh, of course. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna say this too. Like, this is why these theater companies they love doing our work because, you know, it's romanticized or it's just interesting, and it's they love our culture. They really do love our culture, but they they'll center themselves and hire a, a, a non-black person to direct it. You know, and it's important for people like me. And men like me, black men, to direct these pieces because we have relationships with these people. 
We, I, I met all of these women at different points in my life, but I have, a, I have a rapport with them. You know, these other people don't know us. <laughs> you know, like it's important to be tapped into the community. Hire directors who, who know, who have relationships with artists, who know who is out there. Um, you, you bring in somebody from New York because they live in New York, and or you, you know, it, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Or if you really want to be about the community, like work with the community. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we are part of this community, so um, yeah, that's I, I think that's really important. And um, I ain't gonna call nobody out, but you know, now is the time to say put put your money where your mouth is. You know, because we are here. We're we've been here. It's just now oh, it's possible yeah. oh, yeah. to hire hire us. So and and no, you know, nobody's perfect. Um, there's some people that might think I'm like a black nationalist or whatever, radicalist. Um, I just it's important for me to tell our, my story because I have to remind people that I'm human, and so it's really out of self preservation that we do this work. It's not about yeah. thinking I'm better. It's just like I have to remind you that I'm a human being so you can stop killing us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but also, also yeah. you said that I'm here. Um, yeah, Carla, um, talk about, you know, the work and, you know, your response to this conversation that's been swirling around you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, like I said before, that life imitates art and art imitates life. Our stories are, are similar in many ways um, as far as her how her 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 life uh dealing with situations i experienced somewhat of that but the parallel i mean the uh the uh because there's another word i'd like to use but my thesaurus mind is not working right now um uh that between me and daphne is is that i am um uh a lesbian i'm like i said before and to play a character who is not only homophobic she's extremely religious Mm-hmm. has been it is it's 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 a welcome challenge but i also see how life has already pulled, has led me to this has led me to i think every role that i either have been asked to do and i and it touches my heart and it and i and i want to embody it so badly you know those are the ones that i know i've already been prepared to do mm-hmm. you know it's and i uh, it's this um, the story that needs to be told is going to be told because it's very connective to me. You know, um, there's we don't talk about we, this. This story deals with a whole bunch of very painful things that black mothers and daughters, maybe even sons, not maybe, but sons experience too. And that's what they what they think is abandonment. Mm-hmm. What they what and it's and 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 the mother for the mother who did that the 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 need to have to say why is so painful the need to have it's like ripping a scab off all the time and i only say that because i only i i I speak out of experience we this play also it's i think that that having to deal with leaving her daughters behind in a household that she knew what it was she knew what it was you know she knew where she was leaving them there was no mystery but a lot of the things that Daphne says is like um, she's glossing over it, you know, because again, it's very painful. Instead of saying, "Yeah, I know I left you there," you're going to get a mother needs to know where a child is left. You know, you don't 
It's like, but black women do, mothers do that, unfortunately. Some black mothers, some black mothers who have not been blessed with that that beautiful um, support Mm. that they can give that village, like like what Tanika was speaking about with her family, that support like that. It's it's not enough in our community. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's village love happening, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But going back to what Daphne having to leave her daughters there and how Claudette took it, you know, when I was, um, I think I was 27 years old, I had a mental breakdown. I I had my kids when I was like 19 and 22, still very young, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, 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 I was like, this, sugar honey, I see is hard. I cannot, this is really hard. And I didn't know what to do because it was Mm -hmm. like, who was I supposed to, even though I saw it in my life, I saw it, but still there was no name on it. Just like there was no name on me knowing who I wanted to truly love. There was no names for me. I didn't come from that community. You know, I didn't, that's why I say that Sneak and I are very, and then uh, 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 our other friend, we, I, they, they, how we, how we roll opens me up to things that I did not know and that are, it, it's okay for them, so I'm like, wow. What I did when I was leaving my, giving my daughters to uh, my youngest daughter's father so that I could get my mind right um, mm-hmm. was, I think, oh, even this play, it was probably one of the most loving things I could have ever done for them. You know, and I think I'm only realizing that. as I, At first I thought I had to, you know, I mean, um, this, I, I did have to. I mean, well, I didn't have to. I didn't have to. I could have took them with me. Mm-hmm. I could have kept them with me. I could have kept them with me and taken them through my little trip down, um, my, not my little trip, my trip down to uh, what when because I had trauma as a very young child. Mm-hmm. So and it was hitting, and we don't deal with that. Just like I'm sure Daphne, obviously she had trauma. It's in the place. She says it. She says it. Like it's so frightening when I. I'm like, wow. I wonder if everybody else is hearing like what like what she just said, you know, and it. If we don't deal, Daphne never talked about going to see a therapist. Daphne only talks about system. She just talks about other people's business and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she don't talk about healing herself. So the healing between her and her doctor has nothing to do with religion, even though I fit in. I mean, it, it kind of makes you think that. I don't think that. I think that they had to go through a journey. And I think that's what's about to happen in this play. I think that's what's happening. And I think when... See, this being produced by Theater Rhino, and it, I mean, they're cis white, I mean, I'm not cis, I'm sorry, my apologies, oops, oops, they're white men, you know what I'm saying? But to watch them after, even we're just in rehearsals, and I'm like, wow, this, this, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's really, really, really powerful to play it, because it's boom, 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 at some point. So it's like, whoa! So having... I have to, you know, my how I'm dealing with that is is is, is keeping my myself healthy because this play is probably going to touch a lot of mothers, you know, and the choices that we had to make, you know, that for whatever reason, you know, um, and how our how it affects our kids, you know, because I. I, I've heard that you didn't do this and you didn't do this until I didn't want to hear it no more. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
you know what? I didn't, I didn't feed you the wolves. You know, I didn't, I didn't put the streets. You know, yeah, I left. And and to and to make it, um, you know, to minimize where she was, it wasn't. She still was safe, and that sounds so horrible, but but she was safe in that house. Just like her dad said, if you don't go in a chicken coop, chicken cat on you. Mm-hmm. So if that means, you know, I, I pretty much if she had to stay in that, even though her dad was doing what he was doing, the house was still safe. And they was hungry, the house was still safe. Right. So, ooh, you're like, what? But he did this and did this, but it's those moments. And that's only because we don't, as black we, you know, in a black man, like, that's mental illness. Not being able to deal with how life is coming at him, you know, and and then how it affected everybody, you know. It, it how he loved, wow, I just had, like, a little epiphany there. Because he, he, how he loved was how he loved, you know, as a father, you know, and how Daphne loved on her children is a way that Claudette doesn't see until literally the very end. Young men have never heard their parents say, I love you. Mm-hmm. Ever. That they can know of. I'm not talking about when they're little babies. And they go, oh, I love you, little baby, baby, baby. But, like, never heard those words. Right. Yeah. Not and I, I want to say shout out to Joe. Yeah, Joe Talley, uh, he is uh, HGT's literary manager and also the producer at Theater Rhino. And so he's the one that wanted to do this play. This is why with Joe Talley. So he, this is a, that's a black guy. So it's very, you know, there's universal themes in this. It's called How Black Mothers, but it's it's speaking to all of us. We all came out, we all came from a mama. <laughs> all right. We all have female um, we all have female uh, guides in our life, you know. Yes. Who, who help us along the way? So um, this is like a tribute to them. Nobody's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So far, you know, the mm-hmm. wombs are the birth centers. Mhm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Theater Rhinoceros presents How Black Mothers Say I Love You, written by Trey Anthony, directed by Tanika Baptiste. And we are so excited today to have Carla. Let me get the rest of your last name. It's Banu. Carla Banu. Yes, yes. Um, and and your opening for um Previews tomorrow, March seventeenth. Yes. And and the opening is on Saturday, and the play continues through April third in person at uh, Theater Rhinoceros four two two nine Eighteenth Street in San Francisco in the mm-hmm. Castro. And uh, let's see, you can go to the website the Rhino uh, R H I N O dot O R G. Uh, what else can you hinder? Is there a phone number? Let me see. I'm not a phone number. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, and the website is really like you can see pictures, you can watch, you can read summaries, you can read about all the wonderful cast members, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, 
you know, I mean, I know you want to run. You've probably been, like, people probably, you know, on there, you know, multitasking because you all are just so amazing in, in this wonderful, what do you call it, um, uncut conversation. <laughs> oh, where do you hear these kind of voices? Where do you hear this kind of, you know, sharing? Wow, it's been, like, so rich, so rich. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Tanika. I just have to give you your flowers, too, because you are always yes. so supportive of black artists and yes. black theater. And we, yes. we really appreciate this platform to be able to, like, and say, you know, say our piece and what, and just tell the world yes. who we are and what we're doing. So thank you, Ms. Wanda. Like, we really yes. love you. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely echo what she says. I'm throwing the flowers. I'm curtsying. I am absolutely bowing to you because I, I'm yeah. like, I look, at, I, you know, because I know, I know, you know, I'm from the Bay Area, so I know, you know, I see the name Wanda Zabir. I know, I'm like, wow, for real though. Like, okay, okay, yeah. And you opened up the room, like you opened up the, like you just, and so it's easy. You made it like easy for us to, to just to have this, to have mm-hmm. this, and. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Hi, welcome. It's it's so important, like you mentioned, uh, Tanika, you know, that, you know, that we get to share our stories. And mm-hmm. if it's a play, you know, it's not it's not about anybody can direct it. No, and anybody can play the role. No, it's just specificity to yeah. to the culture. Like you yeah. can't you can't read in the book. I mean, you know, I sort of think about people who teach our culture, but they're not us. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, I mean, of course you could you could do a good job, but then if a person doesn't know any better, then they think that's a good job. But then if they get to experience a person from the culture doing mm-hmm. it, it's like, whoa. Right. You know, you might, not, you might not even be able to articulate what the difference is, but it's a feeling, it's an emotion, it's an energy, it's a spirit. Right. You know, you can't do it unless you've been there. And I'm not saying there in this form, but maybe there in our ancestors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say to that, yep. Yep. Yes. Yes, I hope our people are in, in the house, you know, um, for this run. Because, you yes, know, it's these come. so beautiful, you know, for us to be in the room. Like, that is my story, you know. Right. Uh, you know, Trey Anthony wrote this for me. I am the intended audience. You know, yes. it's okay. Everybody say it like, you know, it's a universal story, but I am the intended audience and I'm in the room. I'm laughing because I know what she means. I got a mama like that too. Or I got a grandmama or I got a friend, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So anything you want to say in closing? Um, you know, anything we didn't cover, anything we didn't say uh, that you want to? Uh, just come see these four powerful, black, beautiful women tell this story for us by one of us. Um, and thank you for the support. Yeah, I really love you, Bay Area. Y'all are, I've grown so much as a woman and an artist here is is unbelievable. So, yes, please come see our show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, so after this show, um, I know um, off, you know, before we started recording, Tanika, you mentioned that you're going to be um, 
oh. uh, directing something over at um, SF Jazz. Um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's uh, with Opera Parallel. I'll be assistant directing uh, opera called La Belle and La Bette, and it will be at SF uh, Jazz. And I am so I apologize, but it should be in June. Oh, It'll yeah. be around June summertime. But if you see that, look out for it. Yeah. And we'll have you back on, um, you know, hopefully. <laughs> we'll be traveling in June, yeah. but you know, maybe yeah. we'll get you back on. Or at least throw up a poster. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> One of my websites. Yeah, and um, and Carla, so what what do you have planned coming up that we can look for you um, in after, you know, um, this wonderful run maybe gets extended, you know? <laughs> You know, the, I would love it to be extended. I would love for it to be extended. I would love to do it. I absolutely would. Um, but um, I um, will be going back to San Diego and will be directing uh, and choreographing and uh, performing uh, my a piece from my show, a uh, one-woman show, at, at, the, at, the, at the Old Globe. It's Woo! called Black Lady Showcase. Uh, Tanika will be directing my one of my pieces. I'm directing the whole show. Um, so uh, that's what's happening in April, at the end of April. So if y'all want to, you know, it's only a seven-hour roll down. Come to the Old Globe. Uh, and, um, I'm going to give a shout-out, two shout-outs, like to the Bay Area. Y'all come to me, like, Y'all have seen me, the black rep, before. Come down here. Come come squeeze in. Come squeeze in the room. Come on in the room. And also, on Friday night um, would have been my mother's 80th birthday. So uh, we will be previewing that night. But also, for me, it's going to be a, a powerful night as well. So happy mm. birthday, day. <laughs> so, um, mm. yeah, that's what I want. And then... Um, that's like, your mom's memory. What's your mom's name? Daisy. Her name is Daisy. Daisy, Daisy. Lee Greenwood. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Daisy. Daisy yeah. Lee what? Uh, I missed the last part. Greenwood. Greenwood Arnold. Greenwood Arnold. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She's from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Okay. Oh, Into the fun. room, so Teddy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he might come in. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. He would say, "Oh, there's my mother." <laughs> I will. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, that'd be heck of cool. That'd be heck of cool. It yeah. would be. It would be. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we speak things into being, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is because I'm we is. <laughs> Yeah, wow. So send me um send me a, a a press release postcard or something about about your thing at the end of April. I sure will. I absolutely will. It's Black Lady Showcase. I sure will. Mm-hmm. Super, absolutely. Super. Yeah. Well, it's been a really wonderful conversation. I hope, you know, the the first of many as we move through 2022. Oh my gosh, it is spring in a yeah. minute. Yeah. <laughs> next week. Next week. Take your care. I'm going to let you all get back to your work. Uh, I know it's going to be yes. phenomenal. I hope there might be a virtual offering, you know, even if it's just audio. 
I would love to hear you yeah. do those different roles since I can't make it into indoor um, venues presently. I don't know when I'll be yeah. able to do that. So, yeah, I'm still distancing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. For health okay. reasons. Thank yeah. you, Ms. Wanda. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Peace and blessings. Blessing. Right. Okay. 11-11, wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, manifestation. Yes. Bye, yes. Have a good day. Peace. <laughs> Peace.